This newsletter was published on the 6th of October. The prompt is read by me, Cassie Allen, and the reply was written by Eliza Sholley and is read by Annabelle Lee. Dilemma. She won't stop talking about weight loss. I have recently moved in with a new person and she is great. We get along, have lots of common interests and slot into each other's lives really well. We are about the same dress size, floating between 16 to 18. She is very fit and strong and works out around four times a week. I have had issues with my weight for as long as I can remember, and like so many women, have gone through cycles of dieting and restriction. My hate-hate relationship with my body has been further impacted by chronic illness, which naturally adds to my overall frustration. However, I've started actively trying to be kinder to myself and force a change of mindset. I've been listening to the podcast maintenance phase and am now questioning everything we are conditioned to think about our bodies. For example, a couple of years ago, you would have heard me say something along the lines of, I'm not fat phobic, I don't mind what size anyone is, but I personally need to lose weight. Now, I would never say that, because I've learned that internalised fat phobia is always externalised as well. If you are saying that about yourself, what do you really think about others? My roommate is still of the, I'm just speaking about me personally view, and is constantly talking about diets and weight loss and lamenting how she is still a size 16 to 18 even though she exercises like crazy. I try to be supportive and think, not my circus, not my monkeys, but lately it is starting to get to me. It's not just about how it makes me reflect poorly on my own body, which is the same size as hers, but also how I know she is wasting time, energy and money, so much money, on diets that I know are statistically likely to fail or backfire. I've tried softly debunking some of her myth-based beliefs, like the BMI, explaining it was invented by an astronomer with no bearing on health, and cleansers, pointing out that's what livers and kidneys already do, but it's completely in one ear, out the other. She has no interest in podcasts at all, so I can't even hook her into some healthy thoughts that way. I don't know what to do and how to still be supportive without dragging myself down again. Oh, Anonymous, I hear you. Very loud and very clear. I am someone who fluctuates between the same size as you and your roommate and have found my journey to self-acceptance quite the tumultuous and often unhealthy one. As I sit here writing, I feel like I'm in a good place. I'm happy to read you're on track there too. First of all, I'm so stoked you have found the community of Maintenance Phase. Aubrey Gordon and Michael Hobbs, of course, have done so much to help me unlearn many of the health biases that I've projected both internally and externally. Might I suggest joining the Facebook group? If you haven't already, I find it an excellent outlet to discuss many of the topics mentioned in the podcast or just a constructive place to read the camaraderie of many people navigating the same things. The reason I love to share resources like the above is because, try as we might, we can't really control how other people view their own bodies. What we can control is the content we consume in response to the messages around us. Navigating our relationship to size and diet culture is a completely personal experience which is something I think you've done a great job at acknowledging. From the language you've used, I can plainly see that you're viewing your roommate with empathy, devoid of any judgment or annoyance. She is lucky to have someone like you in her corner. Over the years, what I've come to realize is that most people talking about diets and weight loss is not so much about you, it is about them, even when it may feel directly parallel to our own experience. In a perfect world, we would all have an equally perfect relationship with food, exercise, and our bodies, regardless of their size. But the reality is, the world affords privilege to those who are thin. 
be it healthcare, public transport, employment or social attitudes. It's hard to change your own mind when those in bigger bodies are consistently told they're not good enough, as untrue as it may be. It's incredible that you feel like you're far along in your journey to self-acceptance, but that journey travels at a different pace for others. I like to think that societally, we have come a long way. I remember a time when my high school friends and I openly sat around discussing the rules of a Biggest Loser-style weight loss competition we wanted to undergo in the lead-up to a group event. As humiliating as that is to admit out loud, I feel a teensy sense of pride that it's something I look back on and cringe about. And while I wouldn't dream of having those thoughts now, I can't pretend to know exactly how those same women feel about that time in our lives, and I wouldn't chastise them if they hadn't come as far as me. I encourage you to take the same approach. Try to refrain your relationship with your friend's personal journey. Instead of feeling unsettled that she's feeling these things, be proud of yourself that you aren't, and be patient that her time will come too. As for practicalities, make her body the least interesting thing in the world for her to talk about. Remind her of all the other things that make her someone to love and adore, be it through words of affirmation or other tangible metrics of affection. While you're there, it could also be worth emphasising the fact that this is a collective issue she's struggling with, as opposed to a personal one. Being a woman in a fatphobic world is an uphill battle, so my hope is that when she is fighting those demons internally, she will be reminded that she isn't alone.